Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if if we we confess confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most Most merciful God, we confess confess that that we are are by nature sinful and unclean. We We have have sinned sinned against against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For 
the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. inspiration, grant that we may think those things that are right, and by your merciful guiding, accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the sixth Sunday of Easter is from Numbers chapter 21. 
From Mount Hor they set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the people became impatient on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of, the, out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food. Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many of the people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten when he sees it shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole, and if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Trust in God, a strong abode, in heaven, earth possesses, who looks in love to Christ above, no fear that heart oppresses, in you alone, dear Lord, we Sweet hope and consolation, a shield from foes, our balm for wounds, our great and sure salvation. Though Satan's wrath beset our path, and worldly scorn us. Epistle is from James chapter 1. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, 
He is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion is pure and undefiled before God the Father, is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said, In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. This is the gospel of our Lord. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit to the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. 
and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Our text for this morning is from our gospel, John chapter 16, verses 23 to 24. Jesus said, In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. In the name of Jesus. It was on Thursday evening, Monday Thursday, just before he suffered and died, that Jesus celebrated the Lord's Supper with the disciples and spoke these very words, his last words to them as a group. And all that is covered if you want to read about it in John chapters 13 through 16. And so our text for today is that final section of what Jesus said to them before his death. And the disciples seemed confident, but in truth, they were quite immature. But even in the midst of their immaturity, Jesus does not cast them aside. For even after this section follows Jesus' prayer to the Father, John 17. But in John 16, the words to the disciples have come to an end. So let's be honest. How confident are you right now, this day, today, in that day, Jesus says? Well, what day is that? What day is it that that holds the center place of your life? Hebrews chapter 3 both warns us and comforts us regarding that day, regarding today. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. Now during the three years of Jesus' ministry, the disciples showed their immaturity again and again. So you're in good company. For example, when he fed the 5,000, he presented the problem to them, but they were at a loss as to what to do. In the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus announced his betrayal, his suffering, his death, his resurrection, his ascension. He did this three times. But every time it did it, every time he proclaimed this to the disciples, it grieved them. And so on this Thursday evening, Monday, Thursday, the disciples again ask immature questions. And at the end of this discourse, in the midst of their immaturity, the disciples think that what Jesus had just prophesied about had already come. And so they seemed very confident. But Jesus criticizes them. He asked them this question, do you now believe? And then in verse 32 of our text, he warns them of their immaturity, quote, Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, 
when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Kind of ironic, is it not? Jesus says that his disciples, his followers, his believers will be scattered to their homes, sheltering in place. In the midst of that, the temptation to leave him alone. To forget about his promises. To forget about his holy and righteous and powerful word. To lose hope. To live in fear. And what Jesus says in verse 32 happened exactly as he had predicted. For the disciples, because of their lack of faith, they abandoned him in the garden of Gethsemane. They ran away. They failed to attend his trial. They were not there in the courtroom, cheering for him, speaking up, coming forward as witnesses of these things. And John, John's the only one that went to Calvary, Remember when Jesus gave John to his mother and his mother to John? And on Saturday and Sunday, what were they doing? They were sheltering in place, locking themselves in their room. They were scared of anything and everything. They proved their lack of faith in immaturity. Now don't read too far into the connection I'm making here. It's all about faith. After Jesus' final words to his disciples on what we call Monday Thursday, after his final sermon to them recorded in John 16, it was only a few hours later after that in the garden that the disciples then ran from the Jewish authorities and the Roman soldiers. They had heard this wonderful, powerful sermon, but they did what sinners do. They ran away and hid. And they were in tribulation. They were in turmoil within their soul. The stress, the anxiety, it really got to them. But even though they didn't realize it at the time, the peace of God still went with them. And the peace of God still goes with you. Wherever you find yourself, sheltering in place, out and about, in the midst of of worries and fears of, of your investments or paycheck or school or whatever, the peace of God went with them and the peace of God goes with you. Consider these words from Romans 5 verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, because we are justified by faith in Jesus, God is not angry with us. God is not raining down hellfire and brimstone and taking away all your toys and pleasures of this life. The disciples fell into that immaturity. They thought God was angry at them. But He was not. You see, this peace of God guarded their minds and their hearts in Christ Jesus. The same way that you are guarded, clothed, robed, protected in your baptism. We had two baptisms yesterday. What a joy it was to wash these these little tiny children 
And parents, if you're listening and watching today, these are all the assurances now that you have for your children from God's holy word, the promises that He makes. That's why we as believers baptize our children. It's why when we we come to faith and we grab that, we desire that, and we live in it daily, we have this peace. And how precious that is. Philippians 4 verse 7 It's a blessing that ends a lot of our prayer offices. It goes like this. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. A lot of pastors end their sermons with that text. The peace of God for you. You have it. And so it was the peace of God that came to the disciples and comes to you. It's not peace that the world gives. So if you're looking for peace outside of the Word of God, outside of faith, outside of what Christ has done for you, outside of His gifts, you will never, ever, ever find it. It's part of the exclusivity of Christianity, of Jesus being the only way to the Father and the only way to peace. And even though the disciples were about to desert him, Jesus says of them, and he says to you as well, be of good courage, my dear sheep. Be of good courage, for I have overcome the world. Consider as well 1 John 5 verse 4, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Are you connecting the dots? Christ has overcome the world. You connected now with Christ in baptism, in faith. And as such, you are victorious. Our flesh and the world often overcome us. But because Christ has overcome the world, we share now in His victory. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. You have that now. You have that in this day. You have that today. And so we, we are in a much better place. In the midst of our immaturity, we have everything we need now. We must repent, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. We, we must repent of our doubt, our fear, our worry. And get this, we are even at an advantage over the disciples during Jesus' lifetime. That's right. Because we still live in the Pentecost. In the time that has the whole Word of God in the Bible. In the time of the great reformation of the church. All of this Jesus promises in verses 23 to 28 from our Gospel text. And allow me, if you will, to summarize that. Number one, he says, the time will come. When they will ask no questions. No questions of him. What is he referring to? The time will come when they will ask no questions of doctrine. You see, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit who gave us what? In the past, God spoke to our fathers through the prophets. But now in these last days, he's spoken to us through his Son. He has given us the Holy Scriptures. And it is the Scriptures that lead us in all truth. We do not and should not ask for further revelation, for special signs and dreams. For some reason, last night, I had some 
crazy dreams. Have you ever had a night like that? And I had to wake up because I'm getting older to go use the restroom. And in the midst of that, as I was doing that, I was trying to remember the dream that I was in before I, my bladder woke me up. And then I went back to bed and I started another cycle of dreams. And I'm not even going to tell you about it because those dreams can be really silly and crazy all at the same time. But it was just wham, bam, one dream after another Now, it would be easy to say, oh, God has given me this dream and I must apply this to fill in the blank. God does not work that way, folks. He's given you what you need through Holy Scriptures. Do not look to your dreams. Do not look to visions. Do not look for some sort of new information or revelation apart from Holy Scripture. Don't fall into that trap. It is the Scriptures that lead us in all truth. The triune God has given us this whole truth in the New Testament, which is the fulfillment of the truth. Number two, Jesus says the time will come. The time will come when the disciples, when you, can bring any spiritual or physical need to Jesus, and he assures us that he will answer. That's what he means in verses 23, 24, and 26. Jesus now becomes a mediator for you, and his mediatorship is so complete that we can now go directly to the Father. You are the Father's dear children in Christ Jesus. Luther hammers this home over and over again in his catechisms. He says, we can come to our Heavenly Father as earthly children approach their earthly father. When you were younger, did you ask your dad for things? Did you have needs? Both mom and dad? Of course you did. Stuff maybe that you didn't need, but you wanted? You absolutely made sure that they knew. You dropped hints all the time. How much more should you not do so with your Father in heaven? Let him know what your spiritual and physical needs are. Take them to him. Hebrews 10 tells us this, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence... To enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart. Let us draw near to him, not just in worship, but in prayer, in holy conversation. And Hebrews continues, doing this in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean being baptized, sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. So allow me to summarize one more time. Do you have questions, Jesus says, about what God says? Go to the Bible. Do you have spiritual or physical needs? Then request them in Jesus' name. He has accomplished this for you. When should you do this? In that day. Today. Today you live in faith. Jesus prepares the disciples for all that he will do for them and for you. The shedding of his holy blood, his burial there in the tomb, his glorious resurrection on Easter Sunday, and as we will celebrate this Thursday, his ascension into heaven to sit at the right hand of the throne of God so that you may know that that there is one who, who yet oversees all things, receives your prayers, is in charge of it all. So don't wish yourself back to the days before COVID-19. Don't wish yourself back to the days of the disciples. Through Christ's atoning sacrifice for you, His holy blood, you have all that you need to support your body and life.
He's given you His name, signed, sealed, and delivered in the waters of holy baptism, that you may call upon Him in every trouble, pray praise, and give thanks. When I was in eighth grade, (laughs) it was a, a year that we moved we moved from one city to another city. It was a, a new school. It was, it, was, it was new people. And I had my eye on a certain girl that you recognize and know quite well. She thought when I was in eighth grade that I had my eye on her best friend, but I really didn't. But I remember like it was yesterday sitting in, in choir practice for our school choir there in our Lutheran school. And I remember not only looking over at her and trying to make sure that I caught her attention and her eye. I remember trying to sing well and sing loud and to look stoic as much as a prepubescent eighth grader can look. And I remember a text that we sang. It was based on our Old Testament text from last Sunday. Isaiah 12, verse 16. You will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord. You will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the peoples, proclaim that His name is exalted. Bom, 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 bom. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. In that day, today, Every day, you sing that song in faith. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Christ is risen. Please rise for the prayer of the church. We remember this day the family of Lois Hauser Panning, uh, the aunt of a member of our congregation, Anne, and the family of Pastor Parker Knoll. Pastor Knoll was a pastor here in the Indianapolis area who passed away uh, back in April and uh, received his heavenly home after battling the COVID virus. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, you tenderly invite us to bring our petitions before you and you promise to hear us. Keep us, we pray, steadfast in the faith that we may ever cling to your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who has overcome the world for us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you for raising up faithful pastors among us to care for your holy flock. Fill them with your spirit that they would never tire of preaching Christ and him crucified for the salvation of all who hear and believe. Lord, also bless Pastor Hans Feeney, a son of this congregation, as he has accepted a call to a a Lutheran parish in Crestwood, Missouri. Bless also the church, River of Life, as they go through the call process. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty Father, keep this nation under your care and bless the leaders of our land, especially Donald, our president, and Eric, our governor. Preserve us in safety, liberty, and livelihood. Heal our divisions that we may be a people at peace among ourselves and a blessing to the other nations of the earth. 
Give us grateful hearts for the freedom we enjoy and for the men and women who have given, us, given their lives to keep us free. We ask you also to preserve for all who work in emergency and medical fields. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Merciful Father, extend your compassion and caring hand toward all who suffer tribulation in this sinful world. Spare us from this pestilence and its effects, and look with mercy especially on the destitute, the homeless, and those impoverished in our inner cities. Motivate your children to be doers of the word and not hearers only, that they would be your instruments of love to help and assist those in need. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Loving Father, look with mercy upon all those who are sick or suffering in any way, especially the family of Lois Hauser Panning, the family of Pastor Parker Knoll, the family of William Carlock, and the family of Lou Fager. Also, Lord, remember Pat, Tara and Ryan, Cruz, Michael, Bob, Carlos and Janica, Carol, Jim, Billy, and Byron. Restore them to health or give them the strength and, per to, and perseverance to endure. Above all, comfort them in the sure and certain knowledge that their Redeemer lives and that they have the promise of eternal life through him. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Dear Father in heaven, you call all, you call all to and desire all that would be saved. We give thanks for the washing of holy baptism that has drowned the sins of Mason Todd and Scarlet Ann. We pray that you would keep them firmly in the faith they have been given. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, bring us to the holy altar in repentance and faith that we might receive a foretaste of the feast to come in the eating and drinking of your Son's very body and blood. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Eternal Father, we give you thanks for receiving all those who have gone to their heavenly reward before us and now rest from their labors. Keep us with them in that same faith that together with them we may receive the promised inheritance of your eternal kingdom as fellow heirs with your Son when he returns in glory on the last day. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.
Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good right and salutary that we should at all times and all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, who everlasting God. And most especially are we bound to praise you who on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying he has destroyed death, and by his rising again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way, all whole soul, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, 
He gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in Mahai blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Now may the body and blood of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast unto life everlasting. Depart in peace, and with great joy your sins are forgiven. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord and sing His praise. Tell everyone what He has done. Let all who seek the Lord rejoice and proudly bear His name. Here calls His promises and leads His people forth in joy. With shouts of thanksgiving, Alleluia, Alleluia. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.
Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.